You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, Michelle. Hi, River. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I'm very excited because we have a very special guest with us today that we well, both adore. <laughs> I mean, to no one goddess to another, you guys, you know, it's 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 a perfect combo. Yes. So today we have our sweet friend, Bailey Olivas. <laughs> Hi, Bailey. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. We're grateful. Oh, we're so to happy to you. have you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So let's start off. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, like background and where you're from and how you got into what it is that you do today? Okay, yeah, for sure. I am, so I'm 26. I've been awake since 2015. Mm. And my journey really started with discovering the one of the laws of the universe which was the law of attraction back in 2015 Mm. my journey didn't really expand on understanding the law of attraction until 2020 hit when we were all really encouraged to go within and be with ourselves Mm -hmm. when our lives changed abruptly Mm -hmm. so when that phase occurred I really had to start leaning into myself and experiencing this journey of self-awareness and expanding on that. So that led to me picking up a tarot deck Mm -hmm. and beginning to master connecting with my guides. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually I started opening up this capacity to channel and have communication with my divine team on the other side. So my journey has been this long process of just uh, healing and Mm -hmm. discovery and getting myself from a space where I'm integrating my spiritual side into my human side. Mm. I love that. Is that, yeah. So I'm curious, um, since it's kind of like a more recent connection for you or like a deep dive, Is that something that you were interested in as a child or exposed to as a child and a teenager? Or was it kind of like a new introduction to it when you were in your 20s and the COVID era? The metaphysical world? Yeah. You know, (laughs) I would say that I was aware of the metaphysical world because um, loss is a huge part of my life. So I lost my dad when I was eight. Mm. And I started learning very early on that communication could come from the other side because he was on that side. Mm -hmm. So I started getting messages and communication from a young age. And I wasn't really interested in digging deeper. In fact, I was raised um, Catholic, very traditionally Catholic, and wasn't really encouraged to even um, commune with God, with source in any other way beyond um, that construct. Mm -hmm. But um, it's something that just happened to me, this desire to dig deeper. It was an upgrade I got during the uh, 2020 pandemic 
I was made to heal because there was simply no other choice but to begin healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I just, those images of 2020 in China where there was no smog and there's that opportunity for a country to like start over, you know, and rethink the whole, you know, just all that ickiness, you know, going out in the world. Anyways, it's 2020, just those visuals popped into my head and mm -hmm. all those places that are icky were all of a sudden blooming and, and green. Mm -hmm. So not only was earth wake, you know, like crying or aching for a rebirth a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. you, you as well. Yeah. All of us together, we're all in this process of, um, ascending and healing and shedding and allowing this rebirthing to occur because our planet's doing it so we as her inhabitants are in the process of supporting uh, by doing it ourselves yeah it's been so interesting collectively to see how we are healing and changing and there's kind of like right now it feels like there's a lot of pressure in the change right there's a lot of chaos and wild energy and it feels like it's just pushing us all towards some deep social growth do you feel that oh yeah oh yeah the pressure is stronger than ever and it's beautiful though because it's like the birthing process you know you really mm. have to um be present within the process of birthing new life right that's the mm -hmm. process and we're all kind of pushing we're collectively pushing um to expand and the reason that this is occurring and i'm in a half channeled state right now by the way guys go so, for it okay. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> be you baby i can't have a regular <laughs> conversation anymore <laughs> uh, that like, might be a little frustrating sometimes <laughs> it is it is um I'm still in mastery of my gifts and when they turn on and and you know keeping them sacred but like I'm just realizing you asked me what's my background and uh I jumped I just jumped right in but I'm a channel I'm a channel so that means that I bring messages down um from source and going back to the topic that we're talking about um where we're all kind of in this pressure state we're all receiving an overwhelming amount of energy and that mm -hmm. energy is light that energy is light being thrusted down onto our planet to support us to upgrade our systems so that way we can all our energetic systems so that way we can all lead a more high frequency life mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i feel like I mean, I am new to the spiritual realm, right? I, like just in the practicing of it, the belief in it. And, you know, is all fair. I mean, you know, under a year or whatever, um, it's, it's new for me. But it, I feel like this August has been the biggest shift for not just myself. I mean, I think for a, a huge collective. Is that right? Yes. Yes. The, you're saying the collective is shifting together. Is that mm -hmm. what you're asking? Yes. Yes. 100%. Like I, feel, like I can feel it for the first time. It's mm -hmm. so profound 
when you can't look away any longer. Yeah. So that's the cool part about this journey um, is that it starts with self-awareness and it starts with healing. And then eventually it expands to um, total awareness. And it's like your field expands so wide that it has this capacity to tap into what is called the collective's consciousness. So you're feeling this energy, this community energy, and you're experiencing oneness, that we're all one, we're all in this together, we're all interconnected. And why is this happening? Because we're also one with the planet that we exist on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who carries a consciousness and an aliveness of her own. Do you think when we're in this energy state, and sorry, River, if you were going to jump in, but go okay. for it. <laughs> I think when we're in this, like this state and, and earth is breathing and like, are we breathing along with them when we're in like an energetic sink or like, how does that sort of evolve or happen? Or am I just pulling things out of my visions? No, Okay. no, there is no separateness. So if you feel this interconnectedness and like you're breathing alongside Gaia, Earth, Mm -hmm. um, you very much are. There is no separateness between you and nature, between you and the planet that we exist on. And reaching that space, that interconnectedness is a sign that you've um, expanded to a new level of consciousness which is awesome it's blissful that it is it was I was definitely in in I felt like I was amongst greenery and like it was just part of me you know and yes I know the listeners can't see my emotion but, <laughs> waving your hands back and uh-huh, forth like back the ocean. And forth a little bit <laughs> yeah, but but I definitely like was, I felt I was very conscious of my breath and felt like it was all mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. <laughs> you both said yes. I, I experienced that when I'm, when I'm like, I've spoken before here on the podcast about how I like to meditate in nature and that's a very connected space for me. And so when I am out meditating in nature I I literally lay on the ground and just like sprawl out you know hugging earth basically on my back and when you close your eyes you can and you just get present in your body fully embodied and breathing with it like you do feel that you are one with everything around you and you feel it and you're like plugged in to something much bigger than yourself it's a really beautiful feeling Mm -hmm. you know the word anointment comes to me like an anointing Mm. like in church right people when they are touched by god is that is then correct me if i'm wrong Mm -hmm. but if they are touched by god they are anointed you know and like what would that what would that kind of uh you know connect i don't know like in the spiritual world like what's what would be that synonym you know or that that similar concept yeah, con- yeah, concept, context, whatever, yeah. It's it's this interconnectedness, this communion with source, with God, with energy, with um understanding that from the heart space when you're tapped into the heart chakra mm-hmm. uh deeply, you are within a higher state of frequency, you are existing on a higher dimensional plane while on earth. 
because you know you're transcending the third dimension which is all physical Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of separateness and there's a lot of um, polarity in the 3d but when you're really tapped into the 5d and higher spaces willingly you just experience this constant communion with the fact that you are light you are of light and you will be embraced once you reach that space so that's why it feels like an anointing because it's a remembrance that's mm-hmm. what the word is it's mm-hmm. a remembrance Oh, remembrance. That's cool. Mm. I had no idea what that meaning. That's so cool. That's Mm. awesome, Michelle. (laughs) It's fun. It's really interesting. I'm just trying to stay open. You're so tapped in. I love it. Both of you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm, I'm so curious for you with channeling and, you know, you're saying it's sometimes hard to have conversations because that comes up. So like, how does that translate for you mm-hmm. in your normal daily human life for you? You, read you, know, my you, work, you work as a model, you know, you have a job and you have family and you have a social yeah. life. Like, how does that translate for you? How do you <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of like shield or protect yourself energetically from receiving constantly? Yes. That's, that's a lesson for me. Um, that's so funny. I am a model. I did not acknowledge that in my, <laughs> in my humanness. Uh-huh. I, my career exists within the modeling industry and um, I'm in the creative world and I'm a part of a very big family who is um, completely just like confused by the journey that I'm on right now. So I do find myself in situations every single day where I have to do what's called funneling information. Um, if, If I get a message that comes up and I know it needs to come out in conversation, I try to be mindful of delivering it in a digestible conversational way. (laughs) Um, I have to shield my energy before I leave my house in in color is how I shield my energy. And then when I come home, um, I have to take regular um, intentional cleansing baths and showers to clear all the messaging. So what happens is if I'm in a situation or a space that's very safe, like with you and with River and Michelle here, Mm -hmm. a ton of messages will come up because this is a safe, sacred Mm -hmm. opportunity to get some messaging out. But on a regular basis, I have to be very mindful of monitoring it um, because we all learn on this journey that we are not necessarily meant to spread this word to absolutely everybody. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to attract our like-minded others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are we all all on the same frequency right now? I'm just curious. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it feels feel, like it it feels like it yeah it's just yeah trippy. yeah okay yeah. so sorry yeah go on it was really cool what you were saying that's okay that's okay and it, I I have I've had to learn um that um sometimes we aren't the teacher for those closest mm-hmm. to us in our family line sometimes uh we are just the example and we just have to attract our like-minded others who can understand the messaging and not force getting those that we love that are closest to us to understand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's interesting. 
Yeah. When you say like-minded people, are you like, are you referring to like our soul family? You know, because we have the individuals, the souls that, you know, we've kind of agreed to meet with in this timeline. (laughs) Are you talking about like calling in your soul family and connecting with those people? Yes. 100%. Yes. Because, um, like having this conversation with you you both understand exactly what I'm saying I feel Mm -hmm. but then if I tried to have a conversation with like my mom about what I do um there's there's a complete blockage of understanding um and then like uh wait why do you think that happens is it people is it souls who are coming here and they're obviously learning different lessons than when, when, you know, when, and then when we meet them and, or you're born into them or however that's chosen, right. Evidently. So you're more like mirrors to each other right now, probably. And the more open you are to who your mirrors are, that's how you ascend in a sense, like, Oh, 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 I met you in the, in the, you know, in the middle of Utah on a Friday night one day, because you're supposed to teach me A, B, and C. Got it. Like, yes. Mm -hmm. And then we have whatever it is, our, you know, some, sometimes it's our, it's both our parents. It's more, it was more my dad. Mm -hmm. And you know, there was just sometimes be a disconnect, you know, Mm -hmm. we used to chalk it up to like generation, but that's not it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, um, my mom tries to, and people in my family as well, they, um, it's difficult. It's difficult when a soul comes into a family line. Mm, That's a very old soul and wakes up to it at some point in their journey. And then they start wanting to step into this like teacher shining light assistance role. And if the perspectives of the elders in that family like in my culture I'm of a Mexican Mm -hmm. culture so in the perspective of my family's eyes those who have lived longer know most and those who are younger um, are in the process of learning and could not possibly know it all or know anything beyond what's taught within the family Mm -hmm. and What's happening in this case is that it's the design. Oftentimes we are born into families that maybe don't necessarily understand or hold safe space for our soul's journey. And that's because it's supposed to challenge us to expand into our own healing journey on an independent level and to attract our soul family. So in the case of like my mom and I, it is um, a karmic contract to not necessarily like trigger one another and create separation, but to remember and honor the fact that we're at completely different spaces of our journey Mm -hmm. and at different states of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And to just honor Mm -hmm. the fact that we exist at different states of consciousness. Does it feel I like, love that? Does it feel like a burden sometimes because you're like, oh, I have to be so patient with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love you, mom. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna go do my thing. I'll I'll see you in a couple of hours. Yeah. It's it's so difficult. Um, I feel sometimes like a burden on my mom for being um uh for ex- like 
having an experience beyond her expectations or understanding. And then I feel that sometimes it's a burden on me to have to dim so much of self in order to um, keep a comfortable line of communication and a relationship. And we just really have to remember to meet mutually within a space of love mm -hmm. and keep love at the forefront because that's the common denominator. Mm -hmm. That's the frequency. That's the state of being that brought me into existence. So without my mom, mm -hmm. I wouldn't even be here, you know? Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, you know, I, I shared on our Instagram stories today before recording um, a video you made about children, the souls who are here that are coming in, who are little light workers and they're old souls. And, you know, as a mother who has a daughter who is very much an older soul than me, and I recognize that, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, as you know, for parents who maybe see that their children are these little light workers and maybe have an older soul than they do and have a different frequency than they do. How do we as parents like learn from them and support them on their journey as we're learning as well? Yeah. I want yes. to expand with her. I want to expand with my kid. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's the place to begin. You just really want to be willing to share the example of your healing practices and rituals with your child allow your kids to see you in meditation, welcome them to understand it if they choose to join you, um, teach them protective, energetic protective practices, um, you know, uh, give them a piece of what resonates with you and see if they choose to lean into that further. Mm. And then when they get to a point of being comfortable enough with you to share more of who they are and what their gifts are, um, just be willing to listen, uh, to learn, and um, continuing to just like hold sacred space for who they're becoming. Mm -hmm. And also remembering always that you too are on individual journeys and to honor that how much of the population do you think are aware oh gosh today <laughs> i think that we're experiencing a rapid awakening amongst thousands but how many are aware of the fact that that's happening i'm not sure Mm -hmm. I know that I've seen numbers on Instagram, like there's a collective of light workers and there are 144,000 of us that were sent here to help. But beyond that, I know that beyond us light workers, there's, there are human beings who are completely in a state of rapid awakening and don't really know that that's happening. So this is where this is perfect. I mean, like, how do we get like our listeners maybe for the first time are feeling the shift they've read their horoscope for themselves for you know all these years and they've been like you know they're expanding themselves in little baby steps like what do you suggest is it to work with someone you know with your talents and your and your gifts to like kind of guide them and show them a little bit of like 
Cause I mean, you're you, the wonderful. I love when you send links and you like send things to support, like what the reading was about so that I can like learn more about it. And I think that is just so cool. So is it, I, you know, what, what are your thoughts around that with people who might listen today and go, this is really resonating for me. And what are some next steps for myself in that way? Definitely. It always comes back to healing. The healing journey never ends. And the catalyst for our awakening to higher awareness is it starts with healing. Mm -hmm. And anybody who's waking up to disruptions or disturbances or chaos or discomfort or my reality is not resonating, my career, my relationship, life is collapsing. Why is this happening? Start to lean into your healing. Start to bring awareness to any programming that's led you to the space that you're in that you feel like you're completely intolerant of being in any longer. And really seek out methods of healing. And it doesn't mean you have to pay someone for a service. Doesn't mean you have to take a class right away. Just start with you. Start sitting in silence with yourself. Use a journal. Start Mm self-reflecting. Start leaning into the understanding of who you are and not who you've been told to be. And then when you start to cross paths with guides of any background, right? Because maybe it's not a spiritual guide, but maybe um, you're really into cooking and there's like a a chef that you're super passionate about learning from. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to be guided, listen to those intuitive nudges and then lean in. But it starts with you on a very simple um, level. So literally calling forth law of attraction, it all starts with self-love. That's what I'm like (laughs) really learning now. I really hear it and I really surrender to that. And it's just crazy that everything stems from love. It all, everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just blown away by that. I, I, because I think it's so much about ego and belief. And when you're cracking those walls and laying new foundation, you know, it's like, why does so much of that have to hurt though? Like, why do we have to be gutted sometimes to move through and to move ascend, ascend basically? Mm-hmm. To, to rebuild, um, to clear programming that decided for you to end up in this space of life that maybe wasn't led by love, but maybe led more by expectations or mm-hmm. ego. Mm-hmm. And the collapse happens. Um, so you can build anew. So you can start building from a space of love, removing, allowing the death of the ego to occur which is difficult for every human being. And, um, and yeah, to remember that, to remember that this planet's intention originally was supposed to be a loving space and supposed to be this like um, self, you know. Um, kind of like well, a bartering system, right? Like where mm-hmm. people do things for people and that's, there's no money, there's no taxes, there's no, you know, yes. there, there's no, 
pecking order in life where the, the richer get richer and the poor stay poor, you know, it's mm -hmm. just, I, why did that all have to change? Why did we, why did it, humans, when we're humaning, right? And we're trying to learn these, like, <laughs> what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> I say that all the time. I'm like, why, why is there money that's so stupid? Why do we pay? Why are we paying for food when we can grow it out of the ground and just eat it? You know, why aren't we being taught how to survive off of this incredible planet? And all I don't really, I, I, all I know is that there was a shift in um, desiring to like control, mm. to, con to control the population of this planet. And that's really like why we're kind of in this space of choice right now to choose the light or to continue to be led by fear. Mm -hmm. yeah we're being we're being pushed very hard right now to let yeah. old old systems fall away i feel it that is, it's not fun i feel it's that not, it's not fun it's like it's painful mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah you're very much participating all of us to be here right now is very brave um for any human being what no matter what your state of consciousness is mm -hmm. it's very brave we're all participating. We're all doing our part. Even those who are less, who are more unconscious, they are too doing their part by giving um, polarity. That's that's just one of the laws of our universe is polarity, and um, we're kind of like honestly, we're in a battle right now, a battle of reclaiming light, of reclaiming love, and reclaiming sovereignty, which means to be free beings. Mm. When you were talking about, you know, how we have to go through the ickiness, the muck to get to that next evolution, right? I kept seeing dump trucks, like basically construction <laughs> sites. Like that's what every, like, you know, everyone's like different, you know, like, oh, I want to peel back the onion layers, the layers of you, you know, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> dump truck. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like, you know, it's trying to back up on my ass over here and just literally, let's just not feel one layer back. That's my beautiful see-through thin layer of an onion. No, let's fucking bulldoze seven of them at the same time and then just pull you out, you know, into, uh, I don't know, into some crazy awakenings, but holy moly, I mean... That is what August has felt like. August that has is. felt like <laughs> Lion's being Gate to run over by a dump truck. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's this, it's this rapid um clearing, rapid ascension. It's like time's up and it's time for everybody and um all those kind of not getting with the program to just face their shit, basically. <laughs> right. I feel like there's all these couples out there. I mean, I keep seeing people left and right breaking up and or making different choices, blah, 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 whatever it is. But it's like everyone, like if there's one awakened person in the in the relationship, it's done. Because if that person, other person doesn't catch on, they're just like looking at each other and with completely different mirrors and they're, they just don't, mm -hmm. you know, they see a shell of that human. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. It's like um, anything that is not in alignment with your highest good or highest timeline is falling. And this is not to shake or rattle anybody to a place of like um, terrifying us. It's just more to accelerate this process of getting us to where we've been asking to be, which was um, into this state of like bringing heaven down to earth, you know, mm -hmm. making earth more peaceful, more loving, uh, aligning us to our flow, individual flows of abundance and creating space for us to create new careers, um, collapsing the systems faster so that way we can stream light into them. And then our kids have light filled systems to exist in school systems, law systems, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, actually, that's one of the things I noticed the most with COVID, especially those first six months. I, I noticed the United States, I, I noticed America's weaknesses more than anything. And for the first time, like, you know, not in like a denial way, like, eh, whatever, our school system sucks. It was from city government, school systems, all the way up to the White House, obviously, um, <laughs> at that point. And it was just so interesting to see how broken and weak we really are in the face of a calamity like COVID, which I know mm -hmm. people believe or don't believe, but whatever happened, it there it was that was something big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's it's kind of like light was shined on the dark corners. Hundred percent we were all put within our own darkness to either shine light on it or to reside. And some today are still really working with um, exiting that fear state that we were all really together mm -hmm. thrusted into. Um, it happened. Everything happens intentionally for a reason. And that's why we're all growing and expanding and healing so much today. I want to talk about, and it's kind of a little pivot from everything. I didn't want it to be so dark and end of the end of the world, gloomy. <laughs> Bring <laughs> it on. I know. Cause it's not, no, I wanted to talk about law of attraction and what your, what your passion around that was, or if it was just a part of your gift and what, what your thoughts are on soulmates and the twin flames. I just love asking all that from, from, from you, spiritual folks, from all you, you amazing <laughs> gift giver. What do, we, what do you call yourself when I call like that <laughs> collectively? What do we say? Soul workers? I mean, like light workers, yeah. light, light workers, light worker. Um, yeah, it's so crazy to even label it because no. I don't think any of us really knew that we would be in this space um, serving the collective healers. or healers, healing or so. Co co connected and surrendered to source or higher power or our guides and you know it's just so fascinating how we've all reached this space but anyway it did start with the law of attraction because of my modeling career mm. um I read a book I read the secret yeah I was uh, just thinking that yeah, yeah, I read the secret and I thought, oh, wow, so there's this secret. Maybe it will help me book more work and I'll just try to master it. And I tried really hard to start working with the law of attraction to attract bookings into my life. 
And it worked here and there, but I started noticing that it wasn't continuously manifesting the way that the secret suggested it would. Mm-hmm. Well, then I thought, what's missing here? And usually what's missing is the fact that we're trying to manifest something that's maybe not necessarily in alignment 100% at that moment in time. Say that again. <laughs> when something doesn't manifest, mm-hmm. we're missing the fact that it's not manifesting because it's not necessarily in alignment with what's supposed to manifest at that moment in time. I love that because when people first get a a chance to like see the secret movie or read the book, Mm -hmm. like I did, I read the book Mm -hmm. a long time ago and what the law of attraction was and how you just, you know, with a positive heart and all your, your verbal, you know, whatever you're saying out loud literally is what you're saying to the universe. And people forget that sometimes. So being mindful Mm -hmm. and conscious is really important, but I love that because what you're saying is, oh, I want to, I want a Lamborghini, not, I want to manifest something that I'm passionate about. That Mm -hmm. is the job of my dreams. And that dream happens to bring me such joy and abundance. And then with all that, oh, all of a sudden you have the Lamborghini in your driveway because Mm -hmm. you create your, it was a little more focused on what your higher good was. It's not about the Lamborghini. It's about the joy and the abundance and what you get in those feelings, right? For what you're doing with life, whether it's to help humanity or be a doctor for all those other reasons. Exactly, Michelle. It's like transcending the ego and realizing like, instead of just wanting the Lamborghini because I want to get my hands on it, I need to manifest myself to become that person who can attract these high value things into my life by embodying my value and sharing it with people and then in turn attracting that Lamborghini. So it really takes transcending the ego and really digging deeper and thinking, what am I trying to manifest? Why? And um, that's kind of the, the key the key to that. Yeah. Cause, cause manifesting, you know, isn't about just calling in what it is that you want when you're manifesting. Oftentimes you're manifesting what you need to learn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think people get confused or ambitious with manifesting and that, Oh, I'm going to call in this thing. Um, but the thing that you're calling in doesn't always look like what you think it's going to because there's a lesson you need to learn in right. order to right. move to that space of right. like, actually getting to what it is that you truly desire and is in highest alignment for yourself. A hundred percent. Like I put on a vision board, a little kid with its little hands up on a window and with the little blondish hair, cause you know what I knew we would look for or whatever. And so when we were manifesting our daughter, one day she act, I, it all came full circle, but I was, I man, I had to first manifest a partner willing to have the baby willing to go through whatever process to get to that. Like first you had to find the partner then the, and then all of a sudden you had the baby. It wasn't just that, you know, there's the baby. So yeah, there, there are like a few steps before any, any major 
you know, full circle moment where you're like, I am now driving the car of my dreams, or I bought a, I bought a piece of property in this beautiful little area, or, you know, or I wrote the book or, you know, whatever that looks like for some, some, maybe it's just a 5k. I manifested my first 5k, you know, by, oh, first I better do the couch to 5k program and just get off the couch, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, running. I thought you meant like $5,000. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <That> <laughs> be too. Too. 5k. <laughs> Her, her, like, her law of attraction is different than my law of attraction right now. <laughs> like, I don't want to run. I just want the money. <laughs> 100%. Me, me either. I don't like to run. Um, no, and, it, and that's the thing is like, we really can manifest anything beyond our wildest expectations. But the law of attraction really, um, when you really reduce it down, it's like, what, what, vibrational frequency you're emitting is what you're attracting back to reflect in your life mm -hmm. um so if you're needing and you're craving something you're going to keep um receiving the attraction uh the reflection of an individual who keeps you in a space of like needing and craving them so it's a shift it, it has everything to do with your vibrational state um, and each law, there's more than law of attraction. There's the law of attraction, law of polarity, the law of duality. Um, look into this. Anybody listening, the laws of the universe. Mm, this is our, our book of secrets of wisdom on how to function in this universe. And it will bring peace and uh, encourage anybody who leans into these laws to more so surrender, just surrender to aligning because once you align everything starts trickling in little by little and life gets much easier and it's not about doing a bunch of hard work to try to get to where you want to be you simply are a magnet you're just a mm -hmm. magnet mm -hmm. and you so, know so as you're saying that something yeah. that came up for me is one of the things I love so much about you know these universal laws and the spirituality of this is that unlike the majority of religions, you know, this is accessible to everyone and it's, it's not, it, it's free. <laughs> this is, you know, free knowledge and it's not, it shouldn't be gatekeeped by anyone. And, and generally speaking, it's not gatekeeped in the same way that like in religions, you know, there's persons telling you how to live, how to behave, what to read, what to wear. And this is just so simple and beautiful and anyone can access it. Mm -hmm. Once they get to that space of understanding it and sitting with it. Yes. Yes. River. It's my guides always say the wisdom is meant to be shared mm -hmm. and it's universal knowledge. And that's another thing they always insist is that is even though it's great that there's teachers like us that are, are spreading the wisdom. Um, there are books out there on it. There's education, there's courses, a lot of the wisdom lies within you. Mm -hmm. And it's really just about unlocking it, unlocking that stream of information. And then, you know, allowing yourself to learn from others who've been on this journey too. But just know that um, the wisdom is free. It's not restricting. It's for all. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's just a reminder of the fact that you're 
a light being, you are a higher energy in expression. Hmm. And life, life is not as crazy as it seems. We're just here to learn. As you said, that 444 popped up on my car oh, <laughs> monitor. I love that. <laughs> love it. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, so soulmates and twin flames, you know, people are talking a lot about attracting them and how do we, how do we know we're even with them? Like there's a lot of couples that listen, you know, oh, the wife might listen to us and, you know, just, I think, yeah, I, I'd love to hear and so curious your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about soulmates. I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm a lover girl. Yeah, you and- are. River and I, we've got this parallel timeline and we're lover girls. <laughs> totally true. Um, yes. But I love our soulmates, our soul connections, um, because we learn from them and we make agreements uh, before coming here prior. Uh, my guides explain to meet here on earth and to teach each other things or difficult things um, and beautiful things. And I believe we are unlimited in our soulmates. Um, I am very much aware of the twin flame dynamic, the twin flame contract. It's expressed to so I'm heavy breathing already because I'm channeling it. <laughs> it's coming. The collective has a ton of energy surrounding this topic, and that's okay. It's because it became a huge topic of conversation as we all started spreading awakening information. Mm-hmm. There's so much confusion, though, related to it, and it's really because we're all really seeking and desiring to connect to that ultimate soulmate that really just helps us expand But the twin flame journey is very hmm, challenging. It's very much real. I'm told that there are, there's more to it than we understand yet, that there are multiple Mm -hmm. flames in expression sometimes. Some of them are more so mirrors preparing us for that ultimate true flame union. But we do have these experiences where we cross paths with individuals. If we are on a twin flame union journey in life, we cross paths with individuals who seem like they could be our twin. This has happened to me multiple times. And I learn from those individuals. And I just have to remind myself that they're preparing me um, for the work that I do with my twin in this lifetime. Ultimately, it always comes back to you. It always comes back to self Mm -hmm. because this concept of twins is that there was one consciousness that was split into two bodies or multiple bodies. Mm -hmm. And this does not mean that you are all the same person with the same thoughts and feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. This means you are fragments of one energy space and you are, in your individual lives, trying to heal and wake up, lean into your purpose and magnetize back to become one in order to be in union because in union, twins are so powerful and they do shared work together. Mm -hmm. The trick though, is that once the twins do have their encounter, First, there's this bliss and all of this like excitement and recognition. Mm -hmm. 
then work starts being asked of both individuals or all individuals involved. Like in my case, I'm in a situation where there's multiple flames right now who mm -hmm. feel we are on this journey. Mm -hmm. I am just guided to remain an observer and a participant of these individuals who feel this way with me. Mm -hmm. And this is because when you do align with these mirrored energies, mm -hmm. work and clearing is being done on your lower chakras. Mm. Mm. Oh, the sacral and the root? The sacral, the root, the solar. You mm. usually, after that blissful recognition intensity phase, you start challenging and triggering one another mm. to address problems and issues that exist within those lower chakras. Mm. And it starts to get difficult and it starts to become like, I'm going to deny this. I'm going to run away from this. I'm going to lean into anything but myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's when we self-abandon because mm -hmm. we get freaked out that this is possibly real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that happened to me recently. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> For yeah. the person I was seeing, as soon as it started getting past that stage of like, this feels good, this is bliss. It was, um, this is, bringing up so much childhood stuff this is bringing up so much relationship trauma not in a way of like you are triggering me but it's reflecting how much I haven't healed of this and I'm going to self-preserve by exiting so I don't have to feel these things <laughs> instead of sitting with what is actually good for me and healing it and being in this safe space mm -hmm. so, yep mm -hmm. yes and the twin or the twins, right? There, there can be multiple in this situation. The one who's abandoning the scenario is not necessarily willing to do the work to consciously navigate because they haven't met themselves deeply enough to consciously navigate themselves. Mm. And then the one who's striving to maintain the connection wishes to consciously navigate, but they're in this state of thinking that applying pressure and That's trying to be a yeah and trying to be a guide to a to a mirrored reflection of you um is what their their role is and it's not it's not your role to apply pressure or to think that you have to guide on conscious navigation it's your role as a individual in the twin flame journey to pull back to start self um to start navigating self independently and get back into your heart space it will always come back to returning to your heart chakra balancing your heart chakra that's the only thing that magnetizes somebody who might be a twin back to you hmm. it's literally just doing us the best like doing you the best way mm -hmm. like really moving through our self-love self-care and mm -hmm. Holy moly. Like I could talk for another 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You, you both are awesome. So will you just pull one card for the collective? Like for the folks listening, maybe in what's the intention mm. river? 
Let's set the mm. What do we collectively need to know right now to keep right. ourselves moving forward in a positive way when it just feels so negative for a lot of people right now? Absolutely. I'm going to pull a card from my um, Archangel Metatron deck. Okay. Mm. So Metatron is a very important Archangel to me. Um, he steps in when we are trying to work on our purpose and he is the individual individual energy that is sending all those numbers that's mm. trying to communicate to you and trying to lead um okay let's see what is the collective listening need to know from archangel metatron it was the thank you blessings and thanks abundant universe is what popped out oh look at all that deliciousness mm. so this is just an encouragement card that you are all tapping into an abundant state no matter what it looks like when you make space and clear out the old then there's this opportunity for new to come in and for you to get back on the flow with the universal um frequency of love that is abundant and expansive so we're headed in a positive direction mm. um, i love that would you come back another time soon? Like, so we can finish this conversation. I, I think that would be amazing. I would love that. I'd love to dig deeper. And I even have information on like ETs, extraterrestrials that I love to talk about. There's good. so well, much we, we haven't even started oh the diving to with you yet. <laughs> okay, this no, is so good. No, no, we will, we will put some dates so down on the calendars ASAP so we can get back to that because it's so fascinating, but man. I love this. Okay. Love you guys. And thanks for being here, Bailey. Thank you love so much, you Bailey. Too. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening and holding space while I'm all, you know, all over the place. No, you're amazing. And you were perfect. So thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Ruby. Bye. <laughs> Bye.